Welcome to the daily devotional podcast of Meadowbrook Church, loving Jesus by loving people. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. God never does anything without telling someone about it first. Surely the Sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing His plan to His servants the prophets, Amos wrote. Whenever God is up to something, He finds someone to tell and someone to partner with Him on it. It is always His desire to work with His people to fulfill His will on earth. For generations, God has been prepping His people for the Messiah to come. He's been giving prophets little pieces of the puzzle spread out over time to different people, but when it all gets put together, it is a perfect picture of Jesus the Savior. Peter is piecing some of these words together in his first gospel message, speaking of Joel to start, as we've previously seen, and now quoting King David in Acts chapter 2, verses 25 through 32, which says, David said about him, I saw the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices, my body also will rest in hope, because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, you will not let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life, you fill me with joy in your presence. Fellow Israelites, I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried and his tomb is here to this day. But he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him on oath that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, that he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor did his body see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of it. King David was called a man after God's own heart, and he was highly revered by the Jewish people because of this. Other than perhaps Moses, there was no one they honored more than this king from Jewish history. One of the great promises of God was that the Messiah would be born into the kingly line of King David, one of his great descendants. David prophesied extensively about the Messiah to come, and Peter quotes him here as he shares the gospel. In this quotation, taken from Psalm 16, David must not be talking about himself, Peter notes, because David says that God will not abandon him to death or let him decay, and we know that David certainly is dead, and his body is decaying in his tomb right now. So this must be an example of what theologians sometimes call dual fulfillment prophecy. It might have had a context for the time in which it was written, but it also speaks to a bigger picture in Jesus down the road. It can be fulfilled in the time and place that it is first delivered, but it is also fulfilled ultimately in the Messiah. Peter points out that David can't just be talking about David. He is pointing to something greater, something bigger, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This whole scene is taking place in Jerusalem, of course, and right in the middle of a Jewish festival. Peter is speaking to Jewish people, and he uses Jewish scriptures and Jewish arguments in order to win over the crowd to this Jewish Messiah. Later on in the book of Acts, as more and more Gentiles begin to hear the gospel, the preaching style will adapt. Less Jewishness will be used when you're talking to a non-Jewish crowd. It's a good reminder for us to know who our audience is when we're sharing the gospel, being sensitive to where they're at and what they need to hear to help them the most to see who Jesus is. God has raised this Jesus to life and we are witnesses of it, Peter says. In that sense, his words are trustworthy. We are a crowd of disciples, there are 120 of us, and we all saw the dead man alive. 
All it would have taken was for even a few of the 120 to say, actually, no, but there's no record of anyone ever doing that in any historical source. 120 witnesses makes a compelling argument. If 120 people saw a car crash and described it in the same way, you would take that as pretty solid, unbreakable truth. The apostles preach and teach the gospel because they are first-hand witnesses to all of it, and we take them at their word because of that. Today, take some time to reflect on the big picture of what God has been doing throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament as all of it comes together to point to Jesus. Allow yourself to be in awe of it again, and give him thanks and honor as you do so.